This is BBC Radio 4. It's 29 minutes now before 7, and Humphrey Littleton presents his personal pick from the I'm Sorry, I Haven't a Clue season 2006. Hello, this is Humphrey Littleton with my 2006 audio diary. Hang on. Diary? I think that should be diary. OK, let's go again. <coughs> Hello, this is Humphrey Littleton with my audio... Milk inside, Mr Littleton. Sam, do you mind? I'm trying to record a radio show in here. Try telling that to my cows. Do you mind? I'm trying to record a radio show in here. Well, I've never seen that happen before. Now, shove off. I wonder why he wears a bell on his hat. As I was saying, as we travel around the country making I'm sorry I haven't a clue, I like to keep an audio record of events. The first visit on our tour this year is to Bristol, where we're lodged in fine boutique-style accommodation. I visit the comfortable lounge and order a pot of coffee, but the waiter asks, Are you staying in the hotel at all? Yes, I reply, practically all of me. I find Bristol to be a fine city with much to be admired, until this happened. We move on now to look at the world of TV and film. Last year, I'm given to understand, TV audiences were confused by a documentary on the Italian Renaissance, as they only knew Florence as a character in the Magic Roundabout. <laughs> Idiots. She must have appeared in lots of other things. So in this, the age of the 10-second attention span, the teams are going to compete to produce the shortest possible rendition of some well-known films, programs, etc. And Barry and Graham, you can start. Um, Romeo and Juliet. I love you. I love you too. I'm dead. So am I. <laughs> no, <laughs> just kidding. Oh, bugger. <laughs> This is uh, is brief encounter. Hello. Hello. I've got something in my eye. Shall I get it out? Best not. I'm married. <laughs> oh, there's my train. Goodbye forever. Goodbye. <laughs> um, yeah, war and peace. Oh, I'm glad that's over. <laughs> Wedding uh, lost. So, I expect there's a story attached to how you came to be getting this particular plane that crashed. Yes. Is it interesting? Not really, no, but I've... <laughs> At some point, what's that thing in the bushes? It's a metaphor for everyone's fear that they ever stop watching. Something will happen one week and they'll miss it. <laughs> the Matrix. What's going on here? God knows. Money for me. Does she think I'm senile? 
I may be 85, but I can still tell the difference between a half crown and a florin. Thank you very much. This great industrial city first thrived thanks to its extensive and busy canal system. At its peak, 20,000 bargees had to be brought in each day to satisfy the canal manager's insatiable appetite for Indian food. Now a cosmopolitan city of rich diversity, Birmingham and its people pride themselves on extending a welcome to all who may add to its cultural tapestry. So while they were away doing that, the teams were doing this. Words are constantly changing their meaning, so I'll ask the teams now to share with us new definitions they may have spotted recently. Graham, you can start. Aerobic, a chocolate biro. <laughs> Tim? Tadpole, ever so slightly Polish. <laughs> Andy? Wastrel. A very idle bird of prey. <laughs> Barry? County Down, popular Irish television programme. <laughs> On the subject, farting, Irish for a star. <laughs> it's a farting, you <laughs> see. <laughs> it's right up there, can't it? Full of Irish, yeah. <laughs> Precipice, push button toilet. <laughs> Parapet, an airborne cat. <laughs> Gastric, lighting a fart. <laughs> Cardiac. Someone who knows a hell of a lot about cardigans. <laughs> Uncoil. French contraceptive. <laughs> and uh, metatarsals. Got together at Geoffrey Archer's. <laughs> Unscrew French prison warder. <laughs> There's a theme developing. Yeah. Jacuzzi. Italian version of famous essay by Emil Zola. <laughs> Forebear. Look out, there's a bear on the golf course. Uh, Claymant. An insect that's had an accident at work. <laughs> Twofold beginner's origami class. Circumflex. To, to cut the end off a piece of wire. <laughs> is staffed almost entirely by antipodeans, keen to impress with their quirky linguistic idioms. A request for a sandwich is met with you keep eating, I'll keep serving. A wine order is met with you keep drinking, I'll keep pouring. I don't dare ask where the gents' toilet is. Halifax was, of course, the birthplace of building societies, those philanthropic institutions to whom we owe such a great debt. 
so great in fact they frequently send the bailiffs round. The Victoria Theatre in Halifax is a huge venue with a capacity of nearly 2,000 and the teams are delighted to see an absolutely packed row 17, seats D to F. Your turn, Rob. I'd like you to sing the words of Killing Me Softly with his song to the tune of The Bare Necessities. <laughs> Strumming my pain with his fingers Singing my life with his words Killing me softly with his song Killing me softly with his song Telling my whole life with his words Killing me softly with his song I heard he sang a good song I heard he had a style And so I came to see him And listen for a while and there he was, this young boy, a stranger to who, who my eyes, strumming my pain with his fingers, singing my life with his words, killing me softly with his song, killing me softly with his song. You're no Jeremy Hardy, that's the thing. <laughs> and finally, Graham, would you sing the words of Blowing in the Wind to the tune of Day Trip to Bangor? Oh. Must a man walk down before you call him a man? How many seas must a white dove sail before she sleeps in the sand? Yes, how many times must a cannonball fly because they're forever banned? The answer, my friend, is blown in the wind. The answer is blown in the wind. We call the next game word for word. Barry and Graham, you can start exchanging unrelated words while Tim and Rob should listen carefully and challenge to take over if they detect a connection. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> off, you, off you go, Barry and Graham. Moose. Bollard. Shampoo. Dilatory. Conditioner. <laughs> Fecund. Hair. A hair Tim. out of Graham drops off every second. <laughs> it's very unlucky, but he still looks very good, I reckon. Hmm. Shall we pick up now, Hump? Pick what up? <laughs> this little bit of disaster that's fallen on the ground. <laughs> yeah, go on. Sorry. Dissolute. Tent. Skimp. Leave. Skimp. Dally. Leave. Hmm. Sixties rock band. Red Shark, right? Skimp Leave, you must yeah. remember that. What was their big hit? Uh, you can't put Willie where Willie won't go. <laughs> that was before my time, Barry, but carry on. <laughs> carry on, Rob. <laughs> Carriage. Poultry. Railway. Lamprey. Graham. They carry a lot of poultry on the railways. <laughs> Is that as in poultry? Yeah. Sort of Welsh pronunciation. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. No, they All don't, right, Graham. They don't I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. They carry a paltry amount of poultry on the road. Oh, yeah. That's what yeah. I meant to say. Yeah. Whose turn? As I said five minutes ago, it's your turn, Graham. I accepted your, <laughs> I accepted your very uh, intelligent sounding like Nicholas Parsons. I've come Hesitation. Over, I've come over all Nicholas Parsons. <laughs> That's a story I don't wish to hear. <laughs> you see him in a whole new light now, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> Right. When this happens, you bite the inside of your cheek. That uh, what Nicholas told you. <laughs> and that was just the first half of the year. On cassette number two, you can hear... Hello? Hello? Is that Samantha? No. What? And can you tell her that I'm ready to slip out of that nice jersey she got me for Christmas? She's brought you a pullover? That as well. Oh, she's too kind. Oh, I've got to get on with my dairy. No, Sam. Oh, you meant diary. Yes, on with the diary. After their hectic schedule, the teams have taken a short summer recess to recharge their batteries, as their electric wheelchairs were running slow. The tour resumes by the seaside here in Southport. Once the home of Emperor Napoleon III, Southport's main street was taken as the model for the great boulevards of Paris. The teams have been warmed by their welcome here as they took a relaxing stroll amongst the many burning cars. In a lull between rioting, several locals find time to witness the teams at play. Now, our next game is adapted from Pin the Tail on the Donkey, and it's called Pin the Tail on Colin. <laughs> this is very much like the party game in which children use drawing pins to stick a tail on a dumb animal, except that this version doesn't involve children. <laughs> Obviously, needle-sharp drawing pins can be painful if stuck through the skin, so the teams have been provided with protective gloves. <laughs> OK, Team Samantha has handed round the tails, pins and blindfolds, so Colin, music, please. Tim, you're first. Blindfold on, please. Now, off you go and pin the tail on Colin. Bad luck, Tim. Let's try that again. Barry, blindfold on. See if you can pin the tail on the donkey.
Sorry, Barry. Good try, though. Your turn, Jeremy. Blindfold on and off you go. Unlucky, Jeremy, but I think we'll make an allowance as you're the guest this evening, so have some more goes. This is proving harder than I thought. <laughs> Graham, blindfold on. Let's see what you can do. Where's that round? I think next time we'll play it without the blindfolds. It's early November and we're paying a rare visit to London, where tonight the show is to be staged at the Victoria Palace Theatre. As I check into my hotel room, I find a card amongst the shampoo bottles which reads, Please help yourself to our bathroom accessories. What a devil of a job I have getting a heated towel rail off the wall. Arriving by train at London's refurbished Victoria Station, the teams paused to take in the Geoffrey Archer Memorial, which lies next to Platform 8. Yes, even his memorial does it. London audiences are notoriously difficult to please, so right from the start, the teams put on their best performance. And when that doesn't work, they give up and go back to the usual stuff. Tim and Rob, I'd like you to start by composing a letter from Charles Darwin to the Archbishop of Canterbury. And then Barry and Graham will come up with the reply and so on. However, the challenge is that the letters must be constructed by each panellist alternating one word at a time. When I honk... Oh, it's, it's, the, it's the end of the correspondence. Off you go, Tim and Rob. Dear Archbishop, we would like to give you some warning that we might soon discover a reason for living. <laughs> this is quite interesting because I believe that we are evolving something shocking. <laughs> <laughs> However, you might not think that this is so. Well, <laughs> I will prove to you that the monkeys are our best descendants and the best of the monkeys is the one called... <laughs> Bonzo. Bonzo is quite a friendly monkey. In fact, he, in fact, he is sitting on my knee as we write. However, Bonzo and his 
bottom. Big. Though it is, is not anywhere near as I thought. So, just in case you don't get the message, I am stating the obvious. Yours sincerely, Charles Darwin. <laughs> A response from you, Baring Graham. Dear me. When I received your letter this morning, I thought to myself, what the <laughs> dickens is this all about? Furthermore, I thought monkeys, monkeys, <laughs> monkeys, <laughs> is it Conceivable that this man could possibly believe that monkeys, <laughs> monkeys, <laughs> monkeys <laughs> are the antecedents of the human species. And furthermore, <laughs> I always am. Wary of anyone who calls me a charlatan just because it is true. Therefore, I will write to you and say to you that these monkeys, <laughs> monkeys. I repeat, monkey. <laughs> will be never seen in this church ever. Repeat, ever. <laughs> repeat, monkey. <laughs> yours, uh, yours, can't you are. <laughs> There's an old showbiz saying that if you can conquer the London stage, you can conquer the entire world. We are now in Sunderland. As the teams arrived at Sunderland Railway Station, the scene was like Beatlemania. The four of them leapt from the train and sprinted like fury to the exit, pursued by a screaming mob. Luckily, those ticket inspectors never did catch them. The final show in our 2006 tour was recorded today, Sunday the 26th of November, at Sunderland's Empire Theatre. The Empire was known as the Comedian's Graveyard in its heyday, which, according to the theatre's historian, was the 26th of November 2006. OK, we move on to a new game now called Initial Response, in which the players must answer questions with words beginning only with their initials. Traditionally, of course, we were all named according to the day on which we were born. So, for example, 
if you were born on St. Cuthbert's Day, you'll be given his name, which has been a source of constant irritation to Cuthbert Garden, Graham's daughter. <laughs> although not as much as to her younger brother, Pancake Tuesday Garden. <laughs> okay, the first question goes to you, David Graham Garden. What's your initial response to this question? What's your favourite food? <coughs> Deviled gerbil gonads. <laughs> yep. And how about this one? Where would you like to live, Barry Charles Cryer? Biker Civic Centre. What about you, Tony Gordon Hawkes? What is the strangest thing you ever saw? Two goodies, Humph. <laughs> and how about you, Timothy Zebedee Xerxes Brooklyn? <laughs> I'm sorry, there must be some kind of misprint in the British comedy, Who's That Annual? <laughs> 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 I think it should read Timothy Julian Brooke Taylor. What's in your trouser pockets? The jolly big trouser snake. <laughs> it says here, jolly good. <laughs> what is your favourite sport? T.G. Hawks? Uh, tiny geisha hurling. D.G. Garden. Downhill granny gliding. <laughs> oh, no, there you go. Hey, how about this? What is the worst cabaret act you've ever seen? B.C. Cryer. Bollock crushing contest. T.G. <laughs> <laughs> Hawks. Two goodies, Humph. And the worst cabaret actor you've ever seen, D.G. Garden? Dostoevsky's Grunting Gypsies. Bring <laughs> them on. D.J. Brooke Taylor? Three jerks being toadstools. <laughs> to music. How about this? What kind of woman turns you on? Barry? Buxom, cheerful, cooperative. Well, there we are. That, dear listener, was my 2006 audio dairy. Oh, for pity's sake, Sam, not again. Hello, Mr Littleton. Yes, yeah, milking time. I thought I told you to shove off. Well, I heard that the cows down a corridor to woman's hour, but Jenny Murray said they couldn't stay there. You know, what with all the filth and the smell and a fly swarming round. Surely the cows would have got used to it. You've no idea the state of that studio. They want to get a man in. I'm sorry, but you can't bring cows in here. Why don't you herd them round to the Archer's studio? Oh, I dare show my face round Ambridge, folk. Or several other parts of you. Still, it's not a bad idea. Those Archers know all about milking. They certainly do. That last plot line was milk dry as a bone. Ah, anyway. Merry Christmas, Mr. Hump. If you say so. Merry Christmas to all our listeners and a very happy new year. The Best of I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue 2006 was presented by Humphrey Littleton and Robin Perrons. 
Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, Simbrook Taylor, Jeremy Hardy, Andy Hamilton, Tony Hawks and Rob Brydon. Piano accompaniment was provided by Colin Sell. It was written by Ian Pattinson and Graham Garden. And the producer was John Naismith. And Humph and the I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue teams will return with a new series in the spring.